Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. From an auction house in Paris, we present a wheezing groaning sound. Undoubtedly the only Doctor Who podcast to be done by three men all outbidding each other for the painting of the fallen Madonna with the big boobies by Van <laughs> Clump. I am Paul Seven Fakes Litchfield. And joining me like the Eleanor Bron to my John Cleese are Mr. John Rain and Mr. Tom Neenan. Hello. Hey. So... Find out if a Roman centurion is real by asking him Roman yes or Romana. Christ, <laughs> <laughs> Romana. Reveal a henchman's penchant for being a latent transvestite by going Herman. Herman. And, <laughs> and, and, and create an alien species in the style of the fly by asking the lead singer of the Rolling Stones to <laughs> climb into a pod with Dave Lee Roth, Mick Jagger, Dave Lee Roth, Jaggeroth, <laughs> as we gleefully montage shot away around Gay Paris in the city of death. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Mm. Um, well... Yes, please. Anyone say something because I'm just going <laughs> to go. I'm giving it a hundred Duggan punches. It's <laughs> the end of the show. Goodbye. <laughs> I was going to say the journey to that Jaggeroth punchline was almost as long as the journey the production team made I to know. their <laughs> fancy location. And it's like an Aesop's fable, but with no moral at the end. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, it is Saturday, 29th of September, 1979. <gasps> and you get episode one of The City of Death. Wow. Now, if you were watching the BBC on that, uh, on that particular day, at uh, five past nine, it began with Horseback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, Stuart Hasty. Wow, what a name. Mm. Stuart Hasty. <laughs> takes us through the wonderful physique of the horse. <laughs> oh, God. Hello. Well, like drink himself down. <laughs> Fantastic well, voyage style There's two ways we can enter this horse Which one do you think <laughs> I'm going to take? Oh no, oh no oh, well, Is no. that just a very nice way of saying in court what he did? I don't know Is it, is it I literally a man the in field. a f- The man was <laughs> making himself familiar with the <laughs> of a horse Is it a man literally in a paddock going cool. Yeah, oh. I think so, yeah Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, 9.50, <laughs> you had The Pope in Ireland live. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes. With your host, RTE1's Fragnellus Andrew. Fragnellus. <laughs> Fragnellus. Imagine yeah. looking at a baby and going, Fragnellus is what I'm um, going to call that child. John, Joan, fuck it, Fragnellus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Santa cares away. <laughs> 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 
Down at Fragnella's house. <laughs> Down at Fragnella's house. <laughs> Boom. That's how it ends. Um, and, and then t- t- 12.30 to 5 past 5, grandstand. Hey. Uh, then the news, and then followed by 5 past 6, Doctor Who, City of Death, part <gasps> 1. Yay. And it has a bit of a blurb. It says, the Doctor and Romana visit Paris. But what starts out as a holiday turns into something much more sinister. Oh, it does. Mm, it yeah, really does. Absolutely bang on. Mm. Bang on the uh, nose there. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much else on until um, 10 past 9, Starsky and Hutch. Hey. Yes. And it says this. <laughs> Hutch becomes a hitman and wipes out Starsky. Or does he? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, they got that wrong. It's that the, they clean out... <laughs> <laughs> what? They clean out Starsky's rabbit hutch. They got that wrong. Oh, I see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. And on BBC Two at 7.40am until 2.30pm... Good God, was Open University. Oh, my God. Wow. Courses mm. include brake testing, <laughs> guerrilla warfare in Algeria... What? Hmm. River river course measurement and nude modelling. Oh. I'm just going to watch the Open University, Doris. <laughs> Don't come in the room. <laughs> oh, are you doing your river course management course again? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> cool, Please look at the Oxbow Lake on that. <laughs> Please welcome oh. to the, uh, the, <laughs> the Open University nude modelling course. Our model for today, Jeremy. Oh, oh. No. All right, Doris, I'll walk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you had, like, literally hours of Open University. And then wow. at 20 past uh, two, you mm. had Saturday Cinema. The film was called Out of the Clouds. Oh. Yes. A tender love story set mm. in a busy London airport. Oh. Yes. oh. An American okay. engineer and a Central European girl fall in love thanks to the fog. <laughs> is that a sequel to The Fog? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a version. really lovely film. Um, yeah. At the end. Thanks, Fog. Goodbye. <laughs> You're welcome. Fog's waving. You're welcome, Billow Billow. <laughs> that was his name. Billow yeah. Billow. Yeah. Billow Billow. Um, at um, at 22 uh, 4, it's back. It's the Pope in Ireland. Highlights hey. from the visit from Ulster with. Fragnella. (laughs) (laughs) And then at 6pm was Grapevine. I don't know Mm. what that is, but it says this. Half a million children are left alone after school. Ian Breach and Anne Hunter find out why. I thought Grapevine was Jeremy and Tim's older brother. (laughs) (laughs) Like a sort of older seasoned Oz Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently pissed. This is a lovely (laughs) claret. (laughs) And when uh, when Grapevine gets older, does it have to become Raisin Vine? As a- yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Jeremy can get really hysterical about everything he does. Yeah. There you go. I see Raisin is having cornflakes this morning. What do you think? <laughs> great. You're doing great today. I mean, there's a theme through these three, which is <laughs> which is sort of reactionary uh, could talk yes. radio hosts. <laughs> I think we've all had enough of them, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> now, Call in. Eight- tell us. <laughs> or don't. Or yeah. at least Tim is making the family seem okay because he's doing his Columbo reenactments, <laughs> which I'm enjoying. <laughs> oh true. yeah, they're absolutely brilliant. Mm. Really good. Um, at uh, eight pm, you had opera on two, La Gioconda in four acts with Pavarotti. Mm. There you go. And they had a break from that at ten to ten with something called Six Days in September, and it mm. says John Hayland, male. 
as in M A Y L E. Could be Mally. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Halen Mally, the UK's finest abstract painter, loved to excess by some, whilst others hate his guts. Ooh. <laughs> 52 to 48. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's back um, at half past ten to opera on two. Act three of, Leah, uh, of La Gioconda with Pavarotti. Oh. And then that finally finished at, again, I hate the fact that at ten to twelve, it's Midnight Movie. They never get it right. It's mm. always <laughs> the wrong time. Yeah. And the film's called Nowhere to Go. Ooh. And it says con man Paul Gregory is willing to serve prison time for the theft of rare coins. He is sentenced to ten years Twice as long as he was expecting. Oh, oh no! God, what a twist! What a twist! What a twist! <laughs> <laughs> but that was your television delights on BBC One and BBC Two. Oh, well, we're not here to talk about there. We're here to talk no. about the only thing you should have been watching on that day, and yep. that was oh, Doctor Bloody Great Who mm. and the City of Bloody Lovely Death, oh. uh, which a lot of people were watching because ITV uh, wasn't on, or was it maybe no. one of these episodes? Certainly, ITV stopped operating. So, we like, I think City of Death for one episode got—I uh, I might be exaggerating—infinity viewers. I think it, I yes. think this was it a got, strike, wasn't it? Yes, it got, yeah, it yeah. got by episode four. It got sixteen million viewers, which Jeez. is the most. <laughs> didn't that even I've have to watched. fall through a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, Tom did. But yeah, that was, yeah. That, that, it wasn't filmed. Um, no. It was on screen. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's the very first Doctor Who to be filmed on an outside location. It's the first time they went somewhere different. So they first time ever. For, As um, in, like an international location. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's fantastic. So we Amazing. open on part one. Oh God, here we go. It okay. opens just on possibly the finest bit of model work there's ever been on Doctor Who. Mm. Yep. It just looks fucking stunning. The, mm-hmm. sh- the ship looks brilliant, like this sort of ball cock with metal claws. <laughs> it, looks, it, lo- it looks like one of the drones in um, Empire Strikes Back on the planet Hoth. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Mm. And, it, and it's going to take off and you see this mad looking fucking alien, this one-eyed green thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know who, who or what it is, but he's pleading for help. He's trying to launch his ship and suddenly there's an explosion. And mm. you're like, yeah. what the fuck? What the fuck? <gasps> What's going on? And we immediately yeah. cut to the Doctor and Romana in Paris on top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, they're and in they Paris? are just yeah, they're in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're like, having they so much make fun. It subtle, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so much fun. They're literally on the very top of the Eiffel Tower, as in, <laughs> tiny bit of the top. <laughs> yeah. And and they and the, it's it, it's a, it, you can tell obviously Douglas Adams' involvement in all of this because the script yes. is crackling with. Energy, gags, oh, fun. Oh, yes. It is just mm-hmm. relentlessly brilliant. Yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. The first thing the Doctor does is he compares um, the idea of um, Paris to a fine wine, but then he says, but we're here in 1979, so it's a bit of a table wine, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So brilliant. It so does make brilliant. me laugh, though, that of, of, of all the time periods the Doctor wanted to take Romana to see Paris, he went to 1979. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, the Doctor's looking absolutely resplendent in his get-up. Yeah. Romana is in a school outfit in her boat. It's a bit dodgy, but there mm. you go. <laughs> it's not focused too much on that. No, yeah. that's the, yeah. no, no. And I love the fact that the Doctor, because he's in Paris, he's got this mm. lovely little pin badge, which is oh, like a little yeah. painted easel thing. Mm. It's just all the little lovely touches are there. I mean, this is and, like prime Tom, isn't it? Yes. I mean, he's ridi- yeah. I mean, I know he's two years later he'd be gone, but yeah. at this point he's just unbelievable. He's like a titan. 
Every he third is. line he's given is a brilliant joke. Yeah. He's just, yeah. everything he says, is a, it, there's no naff lines in this. No. Everyone is absolutely amazing in this. And I love the fact that the first third of it is the Doctor and Romana just having a really lovely time. Mm. Yes. They're just wandering in, around. Yeah. And it's they're hopping and skipping. They're taking the train. He's going to take her for lunch and give her some bouillabaisse. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there's a great bit. I don't know if um, the, when they're sort of outside and because they, they, they frame it all really well and I think you've got the, um, the, the you know cathedral in the background um, and then they're chatting and there's a really lovely frame shot and there's a woman whose car's broken down behind yes, them. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like pushing this yellow, this tiny yellow Ford Fiesta or something and it's just... <laughs> you can just hear her. Yeah. <laughs> lovely little detail. So you Notre get this Dame, lovely, you get this, yes, of course. <laughs> you get this lovely sort of eight-minute sequence of just the Doctor and Mano just on a jolly, just having so much yeah. fun, and it's, and it's really lovely oh. because the first thing you've seen is just this hideous green monster and then an explosion. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the main villain of the piece, Count Scarlian. Oh, oh my God, is he good? Ooh. And isn't he fucking great? Oh, so good. What to get? How did they get him? <laughs> How did they get Glover? How did they get Julian Glover? I think he was fairly jobbing at this point. Do you think? Because he yeah, is cause he's, just... like, he's in Empire Strikes Back for like two minutes. Yeah, the following yes. year. So yeah, <clears throat> but he's God. just he, he's proper acting kudos. He just acts everyone off the screen. He's, he's electric. So good. He's electric. He's absolutely brilliant, isn't mm. he? Mm. And he's got he's he's with this little sort of. Professor Luigi brother I don't, I don't know where he's from It reminds me of Von Shorthausen from Hello Hello but... yes. Yes. yes Yeah yeah <laughs> And they're arguing about need um, about about funding. They're arguing about mm. funding, and, uh, mm-hmm. and they talk about priceless paintings and things like that. And you're still yeah. really, you have no idea at this point what's going on, but you're so intrigued. And then yeah. there's a henchman called Herman who appears, and Scaliani says that they need to sell more paintings. Mm. And yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, fine. I, I don't know what's going on there. It all looks mm-hmm. perfectly normal. And then we cut back to a cafe, and the. Uh, <laughs> the first gag, the, be- the oh. beautiful gag. The, do- oh. the doctor reads a book in two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just skims it and goes, oh, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. But I love and the gag the do- about the still life painter as well, though. That's Oh, there's mm. just these gags that peppered all the way through that are just so brilliant. And the doctor reveals to Romana that she's been sketched by a local artist. Yeah, and <laughs> yes. don't move. Don't move. And she turns around and he goes, goes off in a typical French huff. Like, <laughs> and Tom just pulls this amazing, oh, face. Yeah, oh, oh dear. Yeah. Dearie me. Made me laugh so much. It's Isn't it so explained lovely. How, what the, is it just random that he's, he's sketching her with a clock face? Um, you know, mm. uh, why that artist is doing that or whether he sort of sees into her soul and is able to kind of see that she's a time lady. I have no idea. No, it's, just that, it's just that it's just they just leave that there. Hang it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't mind it. Do you? It's funny. It's a good right. scene. Yeah, because yeah. he, he screws up the picture and goes out, and then he looks at it and goes, "Oh, that's kind of good." And then suddenly mm. the doctor notices a sort of glitch in time. Yes. I suppose mm. a glitch in time, which the doctor, um, as we know, is notices this sort of thing almost every episode. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a strange glitch in time, or as yeah. he calls it, a distortion in time. Don't they? Doesn't the glitch make them repeat the scene again? Yes, yes, yes which he's done it's... with Romana before, isn't he? Yeah, wasn't that in, um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so there's been a distortion in time, or as I wrote in my notes, he's probably just sobered up. Mm. <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a time fracture. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the a picture DT Romana, in time. It, yes, <laughs> that's right. And then we cut back to the basement of Legas Grange, mm-hmm. and ex- experiments are afoot. 
Yeah. Yes, and Count Scaglioni demands more tests, more tests. Mm. And then it cuts back to the Doctor who detects another time crack. But they're still on holiday, so basically he goes, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and all this sort of running around, the incidental music is brilliant. Mm. Yeah. It's all do-da-da, It's really good. It's really mm. good fun. And the Doctor decides that he's going to treat Romana, I presume they've had their bully of us, and they're <laughs> going to go and they're going to see the Mona Lisa. And I like the fact that Romana's like, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've seen better art galleries. Seen better <laughs> you know. so and he's nice, like, this is like, the best of the best. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for Doctor Who to, do a, to be on location in a, in a foreign country and to like actually, you know, you see the Eiffel Tower, they go to the Louvre, it's part of the plot, it's part of that. As opposed to, like, they'll go to Amsterdam and, um, Seville. and Spain and Seville, oh. and, like, they could be anywhere, and yeah. it's pointless than being there. Whereas mm. this is, like, it's it's in the very DNA of the story. Yeah, they, they are, literally yeah. Might, may as well have berries on and strings of onions. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, like, yeah, they're definitely in Paris. There's, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of love that. It's, you can really tell in the first episode that they're celebrating, look where we are, this is oh, amazing. Yeah. Get every shot you can get because we're using this. Um, and then the, they go into the Louvre and there's a sort of guided tour going on. There's this weird sort of confusing scene where the Doctor sort of falls into someone. Yeah. Um, that old lady. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. The old lady. <laughs> Do you mind moving on, please? And then the Doctor's already noticed something that we haven't, that some of the people stood around have got guns because he falls into them and goes, oh, I'm sorry, I dented my head on your gun. Yes. <laughs> That's not a gun. Yeah, uh, and then suddenly we get very sexy saxophone music. <laughs> oh, because the Count has a lady friend. Who has no name. She's just the Countess. Yes. <laughs> She's just the Countess. And we cut back to Legastly Grange and Scarlione is once again, he wants he wants a speedier time span. He's <laughs> so demanding. No, he wants a, he wants a steel eye span record. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, <that's> just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More steely span. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to the Doctor Romana leaving um, the uh, Louvre, but they're now being followed by a rather strange trench coated fella. Hello, yeah. Yes. And this is possibly the best character to ever meet in a Doctor Who story. Yep. Why yep. didn't Duggan become a companion? I don't know. Why didn't mm. he become a companion? Was he ever Duggan's- in it again? Never no. again. Why? Yeah, one and, and he's done. So brilliantly well mm. written. Mm. Yeah. He's a he's a like a sort of private eye, <laughs> and he's all he does is he punches his way through anything. Hey. <laughs> he thumps he everybody just, he gets in he his way. Thumps yeah, anything, yeah. and it's comically done. It's beautifully done, and in fact, later on, he does the most important thump in human history, mm. which yes. is absolutely yeah. brilliant. So you've got Duggan following them around, which is absolutely mm. brilliant. More montage, travelly shots, and then the Doctor realizes that they're actually being followed. Also, he stole a bracelet. Oh, yes, that's, right. that's yeah, what happened when he. That's Countess. what happened when he sort of accidentally fell into people. Mm. He managed to do a quick sort of like um, delicate um, sort of pickpocketing thing, didn't mm. he? Yes, yeah. And he stole a bracelet from Lady Saxophone Countess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> trenchcoat, trenchcoat Duggan has been following them because he's witnessed this, and then he suddenly confronts them by gunpoint in a cafe. Reveals that his name is Duggan, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. Mm. And then the doctors are, oh no, the game's up, and says to the waiter. Waters, make them doubles. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Tempering the tension with amazing humour. And then you suddenly get um, Lady Sax Attack, um, who's who's (laughs) gone back back to report to Scaglione and says, oh, I've been robbed. 
And mm. Scarlione is absolutely furious about this. Mm-hmm. Cut back to the cafe. D- Duggan demands the bracelet is um, given to him. And um, he's got a gun, so he demands to have it by gunpoint. And then it yep. cuts right back to Scarliar, um, Scarlione. And I'm just going, what? Um, what's his angle? That's I don't know why I'm saying what's his angle. <laughs> what is um, his angle? But at that point, you still don't, you have no real idea what on earth is going on. No, which but is you sort really of have good. Fa- it's mm. given you enough clues that they know where it's going. Yes. That you're still yeah. like... Because you just sort of feel like it's a steady hand on the tiller of this story. There's a lovely dropping of breadcrumbs throughout all this that you want to follow. You're like, why is that happening? What is going on? It's absolutely brilliant. Mm. And and then then suddenly two henchmen come and they grab the bracelet and return it back to the count, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Yes. And um, that this is brilliant because Scarlione at, at this point is very sort of aloof and very sort of you know, blah, 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 mm. And then as soon as he gets the bracelet back, he says to Herman, oh, wonderful, uh, kill those two henchmen that did that for me, would you? Yeah. Just so casually, oh, cold mm-hmm. and indifferent. Brilliant. Um, so they go off to kill the thugs. Yeah. Um, and then um, Scarlione demands that actually he'd like to meet the thieves that so carefully removed the bracelet. Um, because obviously the, the plot needs to continue. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Duggan is now with the Doctor and Romana and reveals that he's a private dick mm. from the UK. <laughs> Mm. which is brilliant so mm. the thugs return again grab the doctor and um they um bring the doctor to chateau le ghastly grange <laughs> meanwhile scarliani goes into another room and you get the best cliffhanger ever it's the so best good isn't thing it ever and it's so strange because you've already seen it right at the beginning of the episode but that yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. because he takes his own face off and there is the green bogey-eyed monster of doom so <laughs> it's so brilliant when I was a kid called 30 Years in the TARDIS or more than 30 mm. Years in the TARDIS and that was one of the clips they had from it and when I was younger I had to leave the room whenever yeah. I knew yeah. that that bit yeah. was happening because it yeah. scared me so much that this horrible thing with its one eye and that it turns and it faces the it faces you it's like it, yeah. it sees mm. you and it's just yeah it's so extraordinary that you I remember look- watching it as it went out I remember yeah. as a six year old seeing that and wow. shitting myself <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, I, Terrified. I terrified. have to ask how he can see with the mask on. <laughs> Maybe he's like a monoid. Maybe he pops it in his mouth. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. So, 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 something like that. My mm. sort of headcanon for this is like, you know how in later Doctor Who they have a thing where they sort of have like a, um, with the TARDIS, where they, they, they sort of do something to your brain where you don't quite notice stuff and you sort of forgive it. I can't remember what they call it, but it's sort of a, 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 a reality distorter or something. Mm. I kind mm. of hope he's got one of those in his pocket that kind of, makes him look more human than he clearly can be with a rubber mask and yeah. uh, and everything else. Because yeah. there is that bit point a bit later, I don't want to step on it, where sort of the Doctor goes, yeah, you two are like an item and you haven't noticed that he's just wearing a yeah. rubber mask and he's, he's secretly like, an alien. Yeah. <laughs> what his knob looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it looks exactly like a monoid. Oh, well, if well, if you'd like to imagine what the doctor's knob looks like, <laughs> not the doctor, send, send the your count. pictures. Send yeah. your pictures to the gallery. Oh God, I'm just trying to cannot return them. It's Alpha Centauri, isn't it? It is Alpha Centauri. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, I'm Yasmin Akram. Join myself and my friend Philippa Dunn each week for our podcast, We Heart Worry, a show about cars and their engines. Obviously not. It's a show where we talk about our fears, our worries and our anxieties in a bid to help you with yours. And we just have a laugh as well. So join us. There's nothing to be scared of. I promise. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So we get, into episode, we get into yeah. episode two. The Doctor is now taken to Le Gasly Grange. Makes an yeah. immediately hilarious comedy entrance. Oh my yes. God, this whole scene is beautiful. Is crackling with energy. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Doctor is playfully poking and prodding at people, even though he knows he's, he's in danger. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so on top of his game. He's fine with all of this. He's it's just w- having fun. It's the scene where that gif comes from of Tom Baker doing the cheeky wave. Yes. yes. Uh, and he's, that, got, he's got that favorite. energy all the way through it. That that mm. one of my favourite lines in Doctor Who ever, which is when he's pushed into the room and he says, "What a wonderful butler! He's so violent." Yeah, yes. um, <laughs> so violent. Yeah. And, then, and then he goes up to the Countess and goes, "Well, you're a beautiful woman, probably." Mm. <laughs> he's just having so much fun. And what's lovely about this, Romana is also part of the part of the joy with yes. it. She's she's mm. just she's just as equal to the Doctor. Mm. She's just yes. as clever, funny, and intelligent. Mm. She's also going. This is just a fun game. We are so much cleverer than you people, but mm. you don't know yeah. that. Um, we're caught up in this escapade, and that, I think that's the thing. In this one, the Doctor for three episodes is just having an escapade. He's yeah. just having <laughs> he fun. Is, yeah. Yeah. It then gets deadly serious, but until mm. that yeah. point, he's just having. It's just like, oh, brilliant! We went on a holiday, and we can just have a right old laugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's the energy of it is so much. It's so much fun. It's, it's he's, he's got the so same... rare in a Doctor Who. Is I'm sorry, John. Mm. It's so rare in a Doctor Who for the main protagonist to be having fun and not constantly yeah. being. Peter Davison going, the world's going to end all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. But he's got the, they've got the same energy in this as when you get a phone scammer call and you immediately know they're a scammer. So you, <laughs> so you play along yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you can piss them off at the end. Yeah. <laughs> this, is that, this is that episode, this story. Yes, you're absolutely mm. right. Yes, mm. the rubbing hands together in mm. glee. Mm. Yeah. And then you find out that what's been going on painting-wise is that, that Scarlioni wants to steal another Mona Lisa. Another Mona Lisa? Mm. What do you mean another uh. Mona Lisa? There's only one Mona Lisa, isn't there? Mm. Good Lord. But there you go. <laughs> Um, and then uh, during all this, Duggan decides, well, I'm fed up of being taken hostage. So he picks up a chair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and decides he's going to smash the joint like 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 the end of a Who concert. Um, <laughs> yes. And then the Scarlet, he goes, actually, no, you're all getting a bit out of hand now. So I'm going to lock you all up, if you don't mind. Mm. Yes. You should be yeah. polite about it. And then um, the, they find out that the Count and the Countess are going to steal the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the doctor is now locked up, and he beautiful work with his sonic screwdriver trying to open it. That bit yeah, is it. so funny when he he uh, comes <laughs> up and says, "What are you doing?" Mm. Yeah, and he says, "I'm using this," mm. and then he, and then Duggan's like, "Well," and he looks at him and goes, "It's not working." And then Duggan yeah, yeah, grabs no. it off him, smacks it twice on the wall, <laughs> yeah. and then he takes it back off of him. 
And then he presses it and it starts working. And he says, ooh, would you like to be my science officer? It's so brilliant, isn't it? Every time Duggan solves something with mindless violence, it works. And the doctor seems like, ooh. I would say about this as well. I could do with someone like you. Mm. Yeah. The, the comedy in this is great. And, you know, we, we all sort of are, uh, you know, we all work in, in comedy. And, like, often the comedy in Doctor Who isn't my favourite bit of it. No, like, often no. I find it maybe a bit too broad or something, oh. which is... Oh, oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, got yeah, that yeah. real, like... Whereas in this, like, ever, the lines are, like, actually funny in a in a sort of timeless way. And I mm. think that's so impressive because yeah. Yeah, you see sort of attempts or, you know, you see things with other, like, comedic episodes and they can be quite, like dire mm, whereas yeah. this they're like every, you know they are the lines that are meant to be funny are really funny and i think that's such a good achievement for mm. it this is the thing it, you've got an alien you've got all this mystery you've got threat and then all the way through it uh, not only is it going at a pace that is just mm. n- nothing is wasted in this no. um and it's just got six gags in every scene like genuinely mm. brilliantly funny gags and it just makes tom baker for me just go you're the finest doctor who there ever was why do i even think anyone else could ever be better yeah, than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just does that sometimes, doesn't he? Where you go, yeah, it's it, 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 it's Tom Baker. He's, he's yeah. Doctor Who. He, you cannot <laughs> take it away from him. No matter how brilliant others have been, no matter what their tropes are and their looks and their and their, their sort of feel, sometimes Tom Baker will just go, no, it's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you are right. You are so bloody right. Yeah. And you get this amazing thing when they're locked up, where again, mm. Duggan, smashy, smashy, Hulk smash. Mm. They, it, it's revealed that behind a wall, there are now six other Mona Lisas. <laughs> and at that point, you're going, oh, so they're forged? Is that what's going on? Is yeah. it? And it's not even that. It's not even that simple. It's even fucking better. Mm. <laughs> it's even better. And we still haven't got there yet. That's mm. what I yeah. love about this. Is the is that, ah, you think you're going in this direction? Well, what about this? And yeah. it's like a curtain reveal. And you go, fuck, you, you're going somewhere else now in the plot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, folks. This is not going to be on normal sort of um, wheezing groaning where we go oh god yeah then (laughs) this is basically a loving this is a loving I'm afraid but it's it's the reason that we kind of you know that that the fact that it can hit these highs and like I I think also that Lala Ward and Tom Baker like they just have this effortless chemistry obviously that you know would then lead to a a marriage I'm not sure if they are married at this time I don't think they are Um, but like they have this easy chemistry and she's brilliant and she's in you know she has real agency which is great Yeah, and you sort of think oh it can hit these heights and then you know sort of not long after there's some ab- you know you've got like warrior's gate which i'm sorry it's not it's not one of my favorites but like no. y- you sort of wonder oh you you it was going so well mm. it's so brilliant it can be this good well yeah. this, this is the thing about the dynamic you've got the doctor who's the doctor and then mm. you've got a private eye who's good with his fists mm. but with the <laughs> dynamic we've got here he's basically <laughs> the, the most stupid third in command one yeah, and that, yeah. yes yeah. 10 years before this the good with his fists private eye would the, the the female assistant would be cowering before the majesty mm. of such a man, but in this he's dismissed as an idiot. Yes, it's, yeah, it's yeah. That's why it, it works it's so such well. a comedy foil, isn't it? Because mm. the doctor's going, "Must you solve everything with your fists?" And he's mm. like, "Yes." Yeah. And every time he does, <laughs> it works. I mean, he even yeah. says at one point, "I just want to thump people." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duggan, Duggan should have been a companion. He, he would have been amazing. Been. Yeah. They work as soon so as he well lands together. on an alien planet, you will mm. immediately. The first thing that happens is the, is the TARDIS opens and then a fist comes out. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have beat the shit out of Davros. Oh my yeah, god. The doctor would have stood behind him holding his arms. The doctor yeah, would have yeah. just been laid into his face. <laughs> the doctor's wondering whether to put the two strands together. Meanwhile, Duggan <laughs> has killed every Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> 
they work so well together as a trio. I don't understand why. Yeah, it he would have been lovely. In. Yes, because mm. you would have had the the elderly eccentric time lord with his with his um, equally intelligent friend, and then yeah. this idiot that comes along with them. <laughs> well, this embodiment of humanity. Yes. 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 Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's he's a not, blunt instrument. In mm. many Doctor Who's, whenever um, the human, the person through our eyes, is confronted with the enormity of what's going on, aliens, time, etc., they normally collapse into a heap of their own like, oh my God, but Duncan's just, I'll just punch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll punch anything that scares yeah. me or gets in my way. It's <laughs> like if Harry was useful. Yeah. He's yes. <laughs> yeah. like a big Allen key, isn't he, for plot? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the Doctor and Duggan are in the thing, but then there's an amazing bit where they look through the um, um, they look into the other room, which is the lab, and they see this amazing experiment of a chicken turning into an egg and vice versa. It's the yeah. egg race. It's absolutely brilliant. And, 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 skeleton. And, and on skeleton, and and the effect is really good. It's really it's really scary, even yeah. though it looks a bit daft. It's yeah. I think it's because it's done in sort of almost silence, and it's really like. Mm. Ooh, well, it's happening? not. A, Julian Glover has a habit of um, of sort of a premature aging, doesn't he? Because in uh, yes, Last yeah. Crusade as yeah. well, he drinks from the wrong grail and it mm, all goes wrong. Yes. So clearly, it follows him around, and he turns like, into a chicken. Yeah, <laughs> you chose unwisely. <laughs> but I can eat him for my dinner, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. I haven't eaten for five hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> so you get this experiment that happens, and you like, and you still like. Okay, what's this got to do with anything? Any, what's going on? It's just so mad. Mm, mm. Um, and then Scaloni appears and goes, "Oh, you've escaped, have you? Troublesome fools!" Again, not too <laughs> alarmed, not too annoyed. He pulls yeah. out a gun. Um, well, don't, the, don't we and, have um, the doctor talking to the scientist as well? Yes, yes. yes there's and a little then chat about that. <laughs> when he turns his back, Duggan mm. knocks him out. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. First thing Duggan does is land him. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Tom's literally turned his back and then turns back and he's on yeah. the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and Duggan's always so pleased with himself as yeah. well, like he's done something well. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then the doctor goes, I've got a feeling about something that might be going on. I need to go off and do this by myself. Mm. So, mm. Romana, you take care of Duggan and mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll meet you in a bit. And you think, oh, he's probably just going to wander off into another bit of Legasly Grange. But mm. he does something truly fucking amazing. Meanwhile, Duggan meets the Countess and lamps her unconscious with a mingle. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. He's just, everyone he's met, he's <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Mm-hmm. And the doctor gets back into the bloody TARDIS uh-huh. mm-hmm. and goes all the way back to meet Leonardo bloody da Vinci. And, it made the, me, and it's amazing. It made mm. me laugh because it reminded me of the Partridge episode where they go to Bono's house. <laughs> because the doctor walks in oh, and he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonardo, Leonardo. <laughs> no, no, he's not here. He, let's go. <laughs> But that scene is oh. so brilliant. The, mm. the Doctor has mm. a hunch, pops in the TARDIS, I'll be back mm-hmm. in a jiffy, goes all the way bloody back to 1505, to mm. Florence, and um, he's going, Leonardo, as, as if they're old mates. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you get this amazing comedy sequence with a guard and the Doctor. It's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. The yeah. Doctor says, oh, you're, you're a nasty brute, aren't you? Mm. And, and, it's but so the rare ca- that you'll casual learn- chit-chat. Mm. They get like uh, there's actual time stuff going on in this now. People That's why this a bit. this why this story is so brilliant because yeah. you've got yeah. so much going on and it all then. What's lovely is is you're going huh huh mm-hmm. huh mm. ah <laughs> and you go in it's all brilliant it's all mm. because the doctor goes back to meet the original man who painted it and he's expecting to see Leonardo da Vinci and how's this for a fucking cliffhanger? Mm. In walks the count. Mm. Yeah, and you're like what the. What's happening? What? <laughs> Fucking brilliant. That's what you call a cliffhanger. 
Yeah. Oh my god! It's a great set as well. That yeah. the Leonardo it's, set is all just looks very brilliant. rich, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Well, this is the benefit of the BBC having all these costume period sets knocking about. They can just knock out yes. and say, "Here's Leonardo's workshop." Yes, yeah, yeah. It's quite so a small good. set, but they dress it really well. Mm. It yeah, it looks perfect, and, doesn't it? It looks yeah. absolutely mm. perfect. So you get this. What the? What the f? The uh, Scarlioni is there. And then we mm. cut to part three. Doug and Romana are now um, breaking into the Louvre because they want yes. to either stop the Mona Lisa from being, paint, um, from being painted, so mm-hmm. stop the <laughs> Mona Lisa from being stolen. Yeah. Uh, but as they go in, they realise the alarms are off and the guards are unconscious. Duggan's furious because he hasn't punched out the guards. <laughs> <laughs> the Mona Lisa has gone and Duggan sets off an alarm. <laughs> and then yes, the yeah. he jumps through a window. <laughs> That's so funny. She's like, well, how are we going to get out of here now? And he yeah. goes, I've got an idea. And he just... Yeah. Races off and jumps through a window. And I've got an like idea. They could walk back through the door they came yeah. in, but no, I'm going to jump through a window. <laughs> and it's classic dog too, because it's really funny. It's a sound effect, isn't it? He just runs out of yeah. shot, and then yeah. it's a sound effect. And you're like, but that sells it. That's really nice. Well, it does, because then Romana's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, again, it's just, this is a human. This is what yes, humans exactly. do. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so after that, we cut back to Legacy Grange. And Professor, what's a your dummy or day? I, I don't yeah. know where he's from. Um, he he finds he finds all these Mona Lisas, and he's like, "What mm. the hell's going on?" And then he finds his boss, I suppose, Count Scarlatti, unconscious. Mm. Yeah, because Duggan yeah. punched him. He yes. did. <laughs> As is his one. Duggan's punched. And then we cut back to Florence, and then you get this beautiful scene between Glover and Baker, yeah. where he's going, mm. "Well, actually, I'm the last of the Jaggeroth," and Tom's like, "Oh, all right, yep." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you like, and he's and he's and he reveals this amazing thing. I'm the same person existing in different times. I was splintered during um, something that happened. Yeah. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I suppose you'd know now from the beginning of episode one, but it's still not perfectly clear. And yeah. there are seven versions of the same person existing in different times. That is fucking stunning. Mm. You sort of buy um, it, don't you? I can't quite picture it, but you're like, oh, I get, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the idea that the Count is forcing Leonardo da Vinci to make copies of the Mona Lisa, which he then mm. seals in a vault and then his future self can then take them out. Mm. That's just brilliant. Yes. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. So we all know that the Count needs funding, he needs money. So what best way to do that than to keep selling Mona Lisas, knowing yeah. that nobody's ever going to actually say anything because they don't want to be embarrassed by having the fake. Mm. So he's come up with this foolproof heist. It's like heist film now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's turned into a heist film and it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but the Doctor does something absolutely brilliant and you're not quite sure what it is. He just gets a marker pen out and does some daubings. But you can't really see what they are. Yeah, and it pays yeah. off so beautifully well, he writes, later on. This is a fake. Yeah, it pays Ooh, off so beautifully yeah, yeah. later on when he goes, don't worry, when they all get x-rayed, it, they'll say, these are all fakes that he mm. wrote. It's just... Oh. Which is also so ironic because they're, they're not, but like... No, they're it's, not. It's, it's no, like, yeah. I know. It's bizarre. <laughs> He's like defacing art. It's just, yeah. it's just absolutely brilliant. Hey, I, you've... I haven't told you, have I? I'm Banksy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So now we get the idea that the Count is the last of the Jaggeroth and they yeah. um, destroyed themselves 400 million years ago. Mm-hmm. So you're like, uh, and the splintered versions of himself scattered through time. And the Count then seals up the original for the future version of himself to find, which is a genius plot. Mm. Yep. And um, <clears throat> what's going on here? Oh, oh yeah, and, and the guard reveals that um, he's not really anything to do with this. He's merely working for the Borgias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which again is just the, another um, brilliant thing to just throw in for fun. Yeah. Also, the, the Count puts a DeLorean in a mineshaft <laughs> and leaves a map. It's all getting yes, it's all getting yeah. very uh, like that. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and then the and then the doctor takes a no. Who, who takes a Polaroid of him? Does the doctor take a the Polaroid? The doctor does. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Doctor takes a photo. And the guy's like, him. oh, all right. <laughs> and then. 
surely he'd be like, brilliant. oh, witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! And then the do- and then the and then suddenly he, uh, the doctor punches the guard by actually not touching him, which is amazing. Yeah, it's very impressive. Stops mm. just before, doesn't he? Yeah. Stops yeah. just yeah. before, and then gets into his tardis and disappears. And you're like, ah, yeah. that's brilliant. Um, and then Scaliani is now our Scaliani, as in Paris Scaliani, 1979, mm. wakes up and mm-hmm. gives the professor in his a kimono. In his kimono. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very trendy. Yeah. Very yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps you'd like to see what I'm wearing under this kimono. <laughs> Of the hanging He's... Gardens of Babylon. <laughs> Why are you sticking a courgette out of that? Um, <laughs> um, and Scarliani decides actually the professor's pretty much um he doesn't really need him now. His plan's going so well. And yeah. Scarliani is one of those James Bond villains that likes to sort of tell you what he's up to. So he just sort of gives the professor a bollock and says, "You're useless. You're rubbish. I fucking hate you," which is yeah. just hilarious. Which is really, really, really funny. Um, And he reveals his intentions. I am the Jaggeroth. Which is fantastic. Mm. Meanwhile, Mm. cut back to a bistro late at night. A window smashes. It's Duggan. (laughs) (laughs) Duggan Duggan smashes into the bistro, sits in. Romana sits down. Duggan finds a bottle. Oh, they'll have a drink. Can't Mm. be arsed with a corkscrew. Smashes the bottle. Yeah, she says, do you ever open it? Do you ever open anything in a normal way? And he just smashes yes. the bowl. No? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. This it's has just also got so one of those funny. lines that's so good. It's a bit overwritten, but then you see how good Lala Ward is that she just throws this line off, which is about sort of, he says he can't make an omelette without breaking eggs. And she's like, if you're making an omelette, I'd expect to find an oven on fire. What is it? Uh, a yes, pile of broken yes. crockery, an oven on fire, and an unconscious chef. Mm. And it's a really good, <laughs> she just like tosses it off like it's nothing. And it's like, that is both great writing and also great performance mm. there. So yeah. So impressive. It's so lovely. And there's no real reason for that scene at all, apart from no. the fact that it just, it's just brilliantly funny and it just yeah. it just is a nice counterweight to the next thing that happens. It goes right back to the Grange, Legacy Grange, mm. and Scaliani is now um, saying that he's got plans for this machine and the professor must build it to his exact purposes. Mm. And yeah. the professor at this stage is like, but I, all, I wanted to feed the world. Yeah. I wanted to do... I wanted to, Make chicken oxo cubes for the whole world. Oh, no. I'm making a weapon of a mass destruction. What a terrible mistake it to make. Huh? He's, he's all like, "What have I done? Oh, go! What have oh, I done?" No. Which is absolutely brilliant. Meanwhile, Herman brings in the seventh Mona Lisa. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Millions can be raised to fund this mysterious project. We still don't know what the project is, though, which is mm. still cool. Mm. We're in episode three, and we still don't quite know what's going on, but it's all just so much fun. Yeah. Um, and then, so yes, it's Paris 1979. Scaglioni reveals, um, yes, that reveals, this is great, that the Jaggeroth themselves, well, he himself, has actually influenced and shaped mankind's evolution in his many guises. That's amazing. Yeah. So n- not only is he's got a nefarious um, plot but also Mm. he's helped mankind along the way to make sure that that plot comes to fruition Mm. which is absolutely brilliant the long game yeah it's It's absolutely brilliant is it the the silence? They they sort of play a similar thing with that in New Who as well. Where yes, the, uh, they do. The silence yeah. are doing a similar thing. But yeah, I think it all comes from. It's, a lot of it comes from this, doesn't it? Mm. But now we get the first crink maybe in Scarlioni's plan because he mm. um, um, because he's been causing with all these experiments with the professor. He's been causing these weird sort of schisms, these little sort of cracks in time. It's mm. also the fact that there shouldn't technically really in the whole sort of timeline of the universe be seven versions of himself, and it's that very act that's causing this. Yes, and so you get yeah. this lovely shot of Scarliani in Paris and the Scarliani in Florence in 1505 both having a sort of wobble like like sort of losing, <laughs> con- losing control which is fantastic 
fantastic. Mm. And Glover plays it. It's just on the right side of obviously playing the kind of it's a it's a sort of funny moment and it's silly, but he like he plays it real and it's it's a really good Doctor Who performance, which is like it's quite big, but also it's very grounded. Yeah, I think he really does that tone really nicely. Mm. There is not one Duff performance in this whole thing, and yeah. really, there's only a cast of about six people for for this yeah. whole story, really, and mm-hmm. they're all brilliant. None of them, even the silly guard in Florence, he's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. by not saying yeah. much and going. Qua? Mm. He just, he's just always funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Doctor is now back in um, 1979. He goes to the Louvre because he thinks I need to stop the painting being stolen, but it's already been stolen. Oh. He goes mm-hmm. there, realises it's been stolen, goes to the bistro to find Romana and Duggan, finds a note that Romana left saying, Meet, we're back at the chateau. He's like, oh, Christ. Well, it says, uh, well, well the, the last place they should go is to the chateau. Yes. Yeah. And he gets the note. We have gone yeah. to the chateau. And he's like, oh. Again, absolutely brilliant. Mm. It's just very mm. funny. The last thing they would do is drink that poison. Mm. There's a message. We've just drank poison Whee! <laughs> so the doctor then races to the chateau and finds Duggan and Romana at gunpoint yeah. <gasps> oh Scagliani's got them at gunpoint and the count forces Romana this time because he's thinking I don't need this professor anymore mm-hmm. I'll use you I've realised that you two aren't what you seem to be mm. yeah. um, and I'm going to use you to build that machine and what I love is is that um, Romana goes yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't do that, but what you're doing could do, she does, yeah, lovely. No, I'm really clever. I'll probably be able to do that for you. Have we gone yeah. past the scene where the Countess reveals she's got the handwritten book of Hamlet from Shakespeare? Um, oh, oh, when he talks about the mixed metaphor, when he's like, I always said that was a mixed metaphor. Yeah, to, yes, to be yeah, or not to be. No, yeah. yeah and then, then he says it's in his handwriting because Shakespeare had a bad arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, that I like those those mm. sort of references to the past and all yeah. this kind of like, I was there, yes. I remember, I got yeah. the last ticket or whatever. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff's really fun. But in this one, not only, because um, quite, quite often the Doctor will mention it like, oh yeah, I met Queen Victoria, a lovely woman, blah, blah. Mm. But this time he actually goes and meets them and it, it's so lovely. You've got mm. the Paris stuff, then Florence, then back. You've, mm. It's just, it, I love the, the just sheer um, ferocity of the storyline, just banging along like a sort of train. Yeah. And you still don't know where the destination is yet. You still don't know how is all this going to tie in. Um, the Count now um, decides that he wants this machine to help him. And then the Doctor and then Romana realise, but actually, this thing could actually rip Paris to shreds. It could blow up the entire city. Mm. Yes. So finally, you've got a bit of peril that affects someone not, not being <laughs> direct, a Doctor. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm. yeah it, there's, there's direct peril to other people, which mm-hmm. if you think is a great story idea, by episode four, it turns on its head so spectacularly that you're like, oh my God, it's not just Paris. It's... <laughs> It's just so well done. Mm. So um, the Count um, decides to to prove just how nefarious he is by turning poor old Professor, (laughs) what's your dummy or day, into a (laughs) old man and then a skeleton with a wig on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's really horrible. The it professor's like, like he's, got, he's in death throes. Yeah. yeah. He's just an innocent man that got caught up by some shady people, isn't but he? At least he went on to do those scotch tape adverts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the lifetime guarantee. Yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> Which is another Jagger off song. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so part f- so that's the end of part three. The the, yes, the is, is the look of horror as the poor man gets sort of like um, aged up and it's really mm-hmm. nasty. Mm. Part four begins. Duggan suddenly oh yeah, Duggan now for the first time finds out that actually what's going on is beyond his purview. It's aliens. It's galaxy. It's yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, huh. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm fine with that. I'll probably just punch my way through anything that happens. He sounds yeah. fine with it. 
and then and then you get the 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 count reveals that he's actually got a spaceship so now you're like ah so the alien we saw right at the beginning was mm. count scarleone and mm. it was the explosion itself that went wrong that caused him to be scattered throughout all the timeline so you're mm. going okay it's a bit odd sciencey but i'm happy to accept that as the as, as yeah as it kind point. of works in a in a sort of instinctual way doesn't it all that yes yes yeah and it it, it malfunctioned on takeoff and there's actually 12 i keep saying seven but it's not this 12 versions of himself that you are see all glimpses of them don't time. you you see like yeah an egyptian julian glover and like a roman julian glover mm. yes and the reason why he's been uh, f- trying to get all this money is so that he can get all the parts needed to create this nefarious piece of equipment that is actually only there for one purpose, and that's to save his race, to, to prevent yeah. his... Because he, he's the last of his kind, the last of the Jaggeroth. Mm. All he wants to do is create this machine so he can go back to the very moment where it happened and prevent it from happening. And so, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I can sort of see your modus operandi there. Mm. I know that to do that, you're going to destroy all of Paris, but to Doug, I'm, I'm sorry, but to Scarlioni, who gives a shit? I'm, I'm an evil man, but I want to save my own kind. And part of me's like, yeah, that, do you know what? Good on you. Hmm. Well, it's sort of good that he, um, because his cat, you know, the, the persona he's taken on in Paris is of this like incredibly rich man yes. um, who sort of doesn't care about anyone beneath him anyway. And so the idea that, you know, uh, above that is an alien who doesn't care if literally he doesn't, it, all life on Earth is wiped out as a result and he doesn't really care. It's all sort of yes. quite thematically linked, isn't it? It's very nice in that respect. Yeah. Mm. So Roman is now forced to build a time field stabilizer. And this is a bit that you mentioned, John. This is the next scene. It's back at the, it's, it's now the doctor goes upstairs to speak to the countess. Yes, beg your pardon. Yep. And then they mm. talk about Shakespeare the Countess shows Doctor the original Hamlet manuscript and the Doctor recognises his own handwriting in there which is just really lovely great Um, and then the Doctor does that amazing thing where she goes uh, um, where where he goes do you realise your husband um, is not quite um, how was your honeymoon (laughs) well he had a courgette and a pair of Brussels sprouts (laughs) (laughs) So the doctor sort of goes, you really do not know who who you jumped into bed with. Mm. And it's yeah. just, and you're like, oh, God, she doesn't know the poor woman, the poor thing. So scary, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. And then um, what happens there? Oh, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, then they all come up. ancient Egyptian papyrus for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, the doctor. No, she he, finds it, doesn't she? She's got this thing and she looks at it and she unfurls this ancient Egyptian papyrus and you see this godlike picture that the Egyptians have dawned of, of the Jagaroth. Like, doubt is in her mind, isn't it? He's like, yes. she, he sets her on a journey to sort of work out That's that actually, right, yeah. yeah. You don't know who your husband is. And she goes, you're absolutely right. It's a picture of an alien in Egyptian society. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's I've probably him. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine that's probably one of his 12 selves, isn't it? Scattered throughout. Yes, no, it was yeah, just yeah. When they took the drawing, one of the blokes had his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> So now the Doctor, for the first time, is not all fun and games anymore. He warns, mm. he warns Scarliani, warns him to never mess with time. Mm. And the yeah. Count goes, well, what are you going to do? And the Doctor goes, whatever I need to stop you. And you really go, oh, fuck, yeah, Do- Ooh, Doctor means business now. All the mm. gags have stopped, mm. which is yeah. brilliant. And the Countess now suddenly appears, and she's got a gun pointing at her husband. Yeah. For, for the first time since she's been with him. I don't know how long they've been together. <laughs> who, who exactly are you? That's why. Why I'm do I wake to... up in the morning and the sheets are all green? <laughs> this is not Mel Tomé. <laughs> and she does that amazing thing where she doesn't say who are you. She goes, "What are you?" Yeah. Oh, and then the count suddenly goes, "Oh, well, I can finally speak in my normal voice." Because he goes, <laughs> "I am Scaroth, last of the Jaggeroth." <laughs> That's Sorry, I tried on some this, Lego. Um... 
<laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> but that's like, in my own personal view, that's why there's like a perception filter thing going on where she like, you yes. know, I, I think that she probably has been like under some kind of hypnosis, you know, yeah. some kind of mild yeah. hypnosis or something. Yeah. That's how I'm choosing to perceive it anyway. And then, and, then, and then he re- re- reverts back to his normal voice and goes, well, let me show you, dear. Like he's relishing it. Like, look what I've been doing to you. You didn't know it. And he suddenly rips off his head and she's like, holy fuck, I've been fucking a Brussels sprout for four years. <laughs> he's like, Jesus Christ. Um, and Scaroff then decides, I don't need you anymore either. And he kills her via the bracelet that she's wearing. It goes oh, all electrocutioning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's horrible. Mm. Just dispensing with people like flies. Yeah. Oh. The doctor is now downstairs and he actually gives Romana a bit of a bollocking, like, stop building the thing that's going to destroy Paris. <laughs> She's literally going, no, I really enjoy a bit of like science homework. He's like, no, stop doing it now. You can yeah. Stop it. She's like, oh, it's going to be a really good death machine, doctor. Like, well, you really shouldn't do that. Mm. Meanwhile, Duggan appears by smashing down the door. <laughs> Yay. Yay. It's so funny. And the doctor reveals to Scarif, um or to someone I can't remember who that it doesn't matter you'll never get any more money for funding anyway because I put these are fakes on the back yes. of all the paintings mm-hmm. which is absolutely brilliant Scarif really has now had had enough he's got them all at gunpoint he's got them all at gunpoint mm-hmm. and then for some reason um, he travels back in time doesn't he yes he so goes, is he going uh, back to his ship now yeah I presume then Romana has done the job that was required Yes. Which, yeah. if that's true, then the the, the twelve the, the seven Mona Lisa paintings haven't been sold yet, or have they? I don't know. It's uh, is uh, that just extra extra pocket money he wanted? I don't really know. Well, I but guess anyway. with her ability, you know, being a time lady. Yes, they, I suppose. Uh, you know, he yeah. sort of can can bypass. Uh, that's stuff probably that what it is. She circumnavigated it, so, yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, she probably yeah. picked up a pumpkin and shoved a bit of <laughs> Lego into it and some plasticine and made a. You know, reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. You're exactly. absolutely right. Yeah, exactly. So Scaroff decides this is it now. I can do the thing that I've been cursed, st- stuck on this horrible bloody planet for all these years. I can finally go back and prevent myself from blowing up and save my species. So now Yay. the doctor says, everyone into the fucking TARDIS. <laughs> and it's absolutely brilliant because I am going, oh, Duggan in the TARDIS, Duggan oh, in the TARDIS. Fun. But you don't get to see much of it, unfortunately, which is yeah. a real shame. You but get to see you them all get, running through Paris. You get lots you of get a them, nice yeah, montage. Yeah, beautiful. And you get them to run into the TARDIS. And of course, they have to get into the TARDIS, which happens to be in the Louvre. And you get possibly what is considered, I'd imagine, to be the most classic, funniest Doctor Who moment ever, yeah. Yeah. which is the John Cleese, Eleanor Braun. And it is absolutely brilliant. Exquisite. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. exquisite. It's, um, it's restrained, isn't it? It's yeah. like... They, yeah, it's, it's not double take. <laughs> no. Yeah, they if see the TARDIS disappear, and they're still talking about it as if it. And was he there. doesn't say, "I mentioned the Jaggeroth once, but I think we got away with it." <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare for just like it's a it's a good bit of stunt casting, yeah. and it's really enjoyable. But they just and it, you sort of go, "Did that just happen?" And then it's gone, and it's it's yeah. just a lovely and it's fun. It's properly funny. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so brilliant because it, it's a throwaway gag, but with a linger. It's so beautifully yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. It's a throwaway joke, but then exquisite, just looking at nothing. Mm. The, we don't want to look like idiots because we're poncy art snobs. It's just so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just so, beautif- so beautifully realised and well done. So now, mm. not only has the Doctor been in Paris in 
1979, Florence in 1505. We are now four million years BC <laughs> uh, on planet Earth. And yeah. not only will the will um, Scarroff's ship taking off destroy Paris in 1979, it will mm-hmm. do far more damage than that because. Well, no, actually, no, it won't do any damage at all. It'll do the best thing in the world because Skaroff has to die, the Doctor works yeah, out. He yeah. must die. Not mm-hmm. because um, he needs to create and save his race, because it's the very act of um, the ship's thrusters malfunctioning that ignites the primordial soup four million years ago that creates <laughs> very, very idea of mankind. And that Brilliant. is fucking genius. You want to stand up and writing. applaud when he says that, don't you? Like, yeah. You yeah. really do. What an idea. You really do. You're like, wow, all that jeopardy and all that and it has to happen because if it doesn't happen there would be no mankind and then just to counterbalance all that joy there is Scaroff about to get into his ship and Duggan lamps him yeah, yeah. I love that bit and as it's well just when, amazing um, when he says when he's looking at the primordial soup and he's like and it's this primordial soup and then he just goes you Duggan yes so brilliant not only have you just got this major fucking plot like mic drop Bang! Mm. Look at that. If the jagger off, the jagger off has to die, as there will be no mankind. And then yeah. suddenly, Duggan just goes, "Oh, okay, this is easy." Punch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, we just can't hang around because Adric will be here in a minute to crash a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor turns to Duggan, looks him square in the face, in the eye, and goes. That might be the most important punch in history. <laughs> which is just Yay. absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. So um, so Skaroff now returns back, doesn't he, to, to um, 1979. Mm. Um, because he, yes. can't, he cannot, um, because obviously I think the act of... Is it the original Scarf that's gone back to the past... Um, uh, I, so I'm, he's I'm not gonna entirely stop himself. Um, he's going to stop him. Yeah. Or does I, he I, vanish? Yeah. Does he sort of? Does he once he's done? Does he sort of vanish because it's one? Of yeah. Those is sort it? Of causal is it because? The, yeah. Is it a causal time effect because he didn't get into a ship that he then reverts back? To, I'm not entirely it's sure. It's a, a anyway. paradox. A paradox. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So the spaceship takes off as normal as it would have done in the original timeline and does um, what it was supposed to do, which is explode. Yes. Mm. And it's a really good explosion model work. All that yep. model work looks yeah, absolutely really lovely. You've had all this beautiful, lush outside Paris celebration. You've had the mm-hmm. beautiful sets of Florence and the and the chateau, and a really good stage work, model work. It's just all absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. So then the TARDIS leaves, comes right back to Paris, nineteen seventy nine, where Scaroff has reappeared, and um, I, I I don't really know what what what, what Scaroff's options are now. I don't know whether just in anger he's going to destroy Paris anyway, or whether he's going <laughs> to try again. But he's he's essentially been thwarted. He's yeah. also very very annoyed and angry because um, he's still the last of the Jaggeroth, I presume. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then him then in a proper nice bit of um sort of who's gonna who's gonna end this? It's mm. the henchman Herman that decides. Do you know what? I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this, and just throws a vase at him. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst he's in the middle of the field energy of the machine that's taken him back, and yeah, that yeah. very act blows up the machine, thus destroying. Count Scarliani, Scaroff, the last of the Jaggeroth, and mm. all his kind. Oh. Oh, he is oh, destroyed, so which mm-hmm. is great. And then the, it's got a beautiful parting shot with the, the Doctor and Romana and Duggan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I'm so want the Doctor to go, why don't you come with us? Oh, yeah. Please, please invite Duggan with you. Right. 
he's so out the right and he would just yeah. been so even if it was for two or three stories Duggan would have been brilliant because Duggan yeah. would have been someone who three or four stories down the line would have said doctor this is where you leave me I love this society <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah yeah you know he would have found a really lovely warlike race or a battle to mm. stay involved in he would have been perfect but no he King doesn't Yacanos. go with them he would have met King yeah Yacanos exactly <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> Duggan would have been amazing also um, how the yeah. fuck have we got Canine and Company and Sarah Jane's Adventures when we haven't got Duggan PD yeah <laughs> Duggan and Dick yeah, Duggan, Dick Duggan. Dick, Dick Duggan just going around doing time-based <laughs> private detective work. It would have been amazing. Oh, it would have been amazing. Yeah. Fist, of, fist of Duggan. Mm. <laughs> so the Doctor says goodbye to Duggan. They're on the top of the Eiffel Tower and you think, oh, yep. that's lovely. And then there's a lovely shot of the Doctor Romana right at the very bottom just waving up at him. Mm. Is that Hi. a callback to the, the first episode? You know where they have that thing where they're like, Sh- should we fly? And you sort of think, are they just playing around? Are they sort of having yeah, a Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're just having fun at, at his expense. Yeah, and then at the end, it sort of implies they have flown down. But like, I, I quite like that. It's quite sort of uh, abstract. It's sort of mm, a bit impressionistic yes. that yeah. ending. And then they just run off, run off into. And they Paris. run off. They just run off into Gay Paris, and it ends with that sting. And and afterwards, I mm. immediately watched the whole thing again. <laughs> but this time, I didn't have to take notes. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's the first time since I've done Weezing Groaning that I've finished it and then gone. Mm. And now I'm watching it right away again. <laughs> yeah. But this time, I don't want to be scribbling all the way through it. Yeah. I just want to mm. sit and enjoy this. Because, oh, my friends, that was a fucking treat. Yeah, it yes, really it is, isn't yes, it? it is. A treat. Now, what we have to give it 100 Duggan punches, don't we? I mean, <laughs> it has to be 100 thumps. Hmm. I mean, like, you... You know, in doing these, and it's been really interesting, but you sort of, you face um, a thing saying, if this doesn't get 100, what, this is perfect Doctor Who. So, like, yeah. if this isn't the high watermark for it, then what is really? What What are you looking for in your Who? It's witty, it's uh, exciting. Um, so, it's just certainly, I'll, I'll preempt it? it and go, yeah, I'll, I'll give it 100 dug and punches. Oh, my word. Um, well, I'll go first. Because, uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Neenan. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I, I'm going to say exactly what you said. I mean, it's just there's just nothing. There's nothing wrong with it at all. There's no dud bits. There's no boring bits. It's got three plots interweaving into one. It's got an alien reveal that is genuinely terrifying. It's got f- so much cracking good fun in the dialogue. The 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 plot surprises you three times. It's amazing. Um, the idea of seeing seven Mona Lisas, then you find out why, then you find out they're fakes, then you find out that the Jaggeroth has to be destroyed to, to create mankind. It's just got everything and more. Everyone is brilliant in it. Nobody, everyone in that is brilliant. Herman's brilliant. The crazy doc, the crazy professor's brilliant. The countess <laughs> is brilliant. Glover's brilliant. Romanda's—they're just all brilliant. Um, Tom, even though you know, we often say that Tom, towards the end of his tenure, got a bit lazy and fed up with it all. Yeah. He, maybe the fact that he was in Paris and he managed to just get hammered in a really pretty bistro when he wasn't filming—he's just on top <laughs> form. He's gleeful yeah. throughout the whole thing. It's all fun and games until like eighty percent of the story's done, where he suddenly gets serious, and that's a lovely U-turn for him. Romana's brilliant in it. It's I just can't fault it. I can't give it 100, unfortunately, because I can't g- give anything ever 100. Nothing's 100% perfect. So I'm going to give it 99 Duggan 99. thumps. 99. Okay. Mr. John Rain, what are you going to plump for? <clears throat> I'm going to give it 100 Duggan punches. <gasps> oh! Just because... It had such energy and pace and it didn't stop and it was funny and the bit where they're first interrogated by the Count is possibly my favourite scene ever in Doctor Who Yeah, with just everything everyone says is electric and Tom, you know, when he says, why did you steal the bracelet? He says, because it was pretty. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's got that glint in his eye where you know everything he says is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just, I could, I like, like Paul said, it was just when I finished it, I wanted to watch it again. I mean, I didn't. Yes. I wanted to. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely my favourite ever episode, uh, story of Doctor Who. So I'm giving it 100 out of 100. 100 oh. out of 100. Um, you know what? I quite like your reasoning, Paul, which is like, there's, you know, if, if you wanted to pick holes in stuff, there's there's a, a polystyrene uh, brick, mm. which, yes, um, exactly. which yeah. could have been redone. That looks, a, you know, that sort of it slightly takes you out the minute, at uh, the moment. Um, and, uh, so you know there, there are elements, and I know what you mean. It's basically um, there could uh, have been maybe just a few less montagey running around para shots. But yes, who cares? Bit, I mean, who cares? Yeah, I, I'm gonna. But yeah, I'm gonna give it 99 as well. I think because yeah, like you say, you want to keep them on their toes. There's perfection is something all artists strive for. But, Absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna. So where are plus? I mean, this is gonna be no surprise. It's a really easy score. Mm. 298 <laughs> dug and punches, which I think is That's, how many are in that, uh, that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be obviously the highest ever. That's, yes. that's yes. now beaten Ark in space, isn't it? I think it has. Been I think our highest space. was um, Pyramids of Mars. Uh, oh, yeah. well, oh, Pyramids of Mars! I forgot mm. Pyramids of Mars. So it's now our number one. That's yeah. going to be a really hard one to beat. Mm. And, yes. I, I mean, and, I, and it often crops up, doesn't it, in the top seven to ten stories of Doctor Who whenever they do it polls. Does, yeah. It always pops in there. Sometimes it's lower down, sometimes it's higher up. Caves, mm-hmm. Caves of Androzani seems to be the one that most people think is, is, is the best of the best. But I, mean, I absolutely adore this. Of, um, we, we skew probably more for comedy, you know, comedy and stuff. We like we mm. like it when Doctor Who's funny and witty. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if we watch Genesis of the Daleks, we might find that a bit too heavy. You know, it's a very yeah, heavy story. Yes, so yes. this might be more to our tastes. And obviously... If you're, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you like Doctor Who and it's more dark and gritty and a bit grimy, then it might not be. You might find it a bit flip or a bit kind of a bit smug. But, but what I like about what, what I love about C- City of Death, actually, mm. the one thing I don't like about City of Death is 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 really is the title City of Death. It, it mm. should have been called yeah. The Jaggeroff. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, an yeah. amazing title it's for good, something. Yeah. The Jaggeroff or Last of the Jaggeroff. Last yes, or something mm. like that. It, it would mm. have been, um, but anyway, that's just a petty little quibble. What, <laughs> what, what, what you don't often get in Who is is the Doctor turning up. Um, so what you always get in Who is the Doctor turns up within five minutes. They know that the most evil thing is about to happen, and they need to snoop around and stop it. With yeah. this, it's much more gentle, pastoral fun. And then suddenly the doctor goes, shit, no, this is serious. And then to yeah. turn it on, on on its head and go, well, it actually it has to happen because as we're not here, it's just so clever and fun. It's got beautiful plot devices. Anyway, I could I could wax lyrical about it forever. Oh. It's just brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant. What did our listeners think of it? Well, correspondence. Uh, there's a few on this one. Uh, ben Thomas says, City of Death was famously written over a weekend by Douglas Adams, fueled by coffee and whiskey, when the original writer had to drop out of short notice. With Parisian location filming, surreal dialogue, and John Cleese randomly turning up, it feels like a delicious fever dream. It really does. It's, yeah, and I think, you know, clearly Adams was at the height of his power as well. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so I agree. Uh, Greg Newport says, City of Death, a.k.a. Nice Jaggeroths. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on uh, City of Death this is from Tamara Bumdier mm-hmm. uh, City of Death are the classics some brilliant physical acting from Tom and Scarf action two time lords hanging about in Paris falling in love delightful yeah yeah absolutely really mm-hmm. um, Becky says City of Death I have a theory that the reason K9 isn't in it is because he saw the staircase of the Eiffel Tower and locked himself in the TARDIS lav <laughs> <laughs> well he is Fuck referred to mistress. isn't he 
Crinoid podcast is City of Death. I wait to assume that Scarlione Scaroth wore a full genital prosthetic when he and the Countess got jiggy with it. Or did they always <laughs> do it with the lights off and she just thought he enjoyed poking shredded leaks up her foo-foo? Oh, God. Oh, oh Jesus. No. Uh, Ian oh, Berryman says, Lala Ward dressed as a schoolgirl, charming or deeply problematic? Discuss. Also, mm. Duggan is one of the great lost companions. Yes. Yes. Plus, yes. did Scarlione turn the lights off when having sex with the Countess? Oh, God. <laughs> or have a human skin cock disguise? Or are Jagaroth only green from the neck up? I only presume that when they made love, she always presumed he had a ribbed condom on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a perception filter. That's what we've decided. It's a perception filter he was using. George Stevens says, the music in City of Death just fits the whole feel Ah, and mood of a slightly... Mm. Oh, yeah, there's some Science Fiction 2 episode. Mm. Uh, And uh, Michael Fier says, City of Death, a lot of fucking walking. Which (laughs) seems like a complaint, but... Yeah. Uh, overall though I think it's phenomenal it is yes Mm. so thank you very much gentlemen for going with me to the city of death we've Mm. had a lot of fun Um, do follow us on Weezing Pod and keep on commenting any pictures that you want to send us we love it all Mm. and um, I'm going to finish this as professionally as I can let's hope that the next city we go to is the city of health and wealth (laughs) and prosperity yay Mm. (laughs) (laughs) who couldn't agree more It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yvette, Yvette, where are you? I'm here, René, in the bomb cupboard. McDonald's. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.